listening to Nightlight. Hi, and welcome to another very devotional edition of Nightlight. I'm going to be sharing with you some inspirations on the very inspiring topic of meditation. What is meditation? Well, by definition, meditation involves concentrating on a single thought or mental image to the exclusion of all others. Meditation is practiced in various forms the world over. It's a cornerstone of New Age religions. And before I got saved, I used to practice transcendental meditation. I didn't know it was New Age. We didn't have that term back then, New Age. But I used to really enjoy getting quiet and clearing my mind of worldly thoughts and aspirations. After I came to know Jesus, well, I was happy to discover that it's still okay to meditate, but not on some meaningless mantra, but on Jesus. Meditation in Christianity is also called meditative prayer, and the inspirations I'm going to share with you on Nightlight today are about meditating on Jesus while praying. And those inspirations will, as usual, be complemented by some beautiful songs on the topic, starting with this from Sam Halbert. When the world is passing by And you feel just like you could cry Just look up to the sky Don't ask how, when or why And fly Come on. 
That's Sam Halbert. You can fly. And if you want to fly up to the heavenlies and spend time with Jesus, well, you're going to need to get alone with him. And that's our topic on the program today, getting alone with Jesus in meditative prayer, also known as meditation. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. The first inspiration I have on the topic of meditation is by Abby May, and it's called Regaining Focus. Life is full of busy moments, tasks, and responsibilities that are each connected to jobs, studies, family, friends, or home life. The moments turn into hours, which turn into days and weeks and years. It seems there's a never-ending stream of things to take care of. Then one morning, you wake up and feel at a loss. Where are you headed? It's hard to keep a sense of direction when your vision is blurred. This spiritual exercise can help you regain your focus. Sit down in a quiet place and follow the story of the blind man at Bethsaida. Then Jesus came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. Picture yourself as this man. Tell Jesus you need his help. Describe your problems. Then let him take your hand in his. You can't see where you're going, but he's leading you out of town in spirit to a place of peace where you don't need to be busy and active. And when he, Jesus, had put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. It was during the time that the blind man was aside with Jesus that the miracle of healing took place. It wasn't something to be hurried. It took a while, not only for his sight to be restored, but also for him to regain full focus. Like a blind man, close your eyes and let the reassurance of the Lord's presence bring calm to your spirit. You can't rush it. If you open your eyes too soon, things will still be fuzzy. Take time to share your requests with the Lord, to tell him what's burdening you and also the things you hope for. Now open your eyes. While you rested in prayer and meditation, the Lord was working. Even if things still aren't as clear to you as you would like them to be, have patience. The more time you take with the Lord, the more your vision will be restored, just as surely as the blind man eventually saw clearly. The next time your vision is hazy, Remember that you can call on Jesus. Let him hold your hand. Step aside with him and let him work. He will restore your sight.
meditative song called For Your Love I Yearn. You're with Nightlight and you are enjoying a special program on the topic of meditation or contemplative prayer. Feeling alright while listening to Nightlight. Next inspiration is from Curtis Peter Van Gogh, an old friend and one of my favorite writers and it's called Refuge of Meditation. I once visited a monastery that was built on the ruins of an ancient Roman fortress, set high atop a rocky crag in a Syrian desert. So steep was a series of 300 steps near the summit that supplies had to be hoisted the rest of the way using a cable system. Three stone archways at the top announced to my fellow pilgrims and me that we were nearing a sanctuary. Finally, we had to squeeze through a small opening no larger than two feet square cut in the rock. It reminded me of something Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. One traditional interpretation of that passage is that Jesus was referring to a very small gate in the wall of Jerusalem called the needle's eye. For a camel to pass through that gate, it had to be stripped of all baggage and then pushed, pulled, and cajoled. To squeeze through this one, I had to take off my backpack and still it wasn't easy. Just then, a jet passed so high overhead that it was recognizable only by the vapor trail it left in the azure sky. A silent, fitting reminder of how far we were removed from the rush and noise of the world we had left behind. This was not a monastery for recluses, however, but a retreat for those wanting to get away from the world for a time to refresh their spirit and renew their focus in order to have more to contribute when they return. One resident friar had just returned from a World Economic Forum where he'd been invited as a spiritual leader. The monastery welcomes anyone seeking spiritual solace. My party of about 30 
represented several faiths and perhaps a dozen nationalities. There's no charge for meals or lodging, only a request that visitors lend a hand with the chores and respect others' times of meditation. Inside, we were welcomed with a glass of tea and invited to sit down and chat and enjoy the view. As we got to know one another, a sense of brotherhood instantly developed, despite our diverse backgrounds. Sitting at a table, I talked with one of the monastery's volunteers who was French. He was in his early twenties, and I was curious to find out what motivated him to stay at this remote outpost so far from civilization. I've been here for two years now, he said in his charming accent. I was a successful chief accountant for a prominent firm in France, with all the perks of a high-salaried job. So what was it that made you give all that up? I asked. I felt unfulfilled. One day as I was sitting in a chapel, I had a vision that caused me to realize that I had my priorities wrong. I needed to live in service for others. That's why I'm here. A German traveler joined our conversation, and soon we were discussing the world's woes as we had experienced them, as well as ideas about how they might be rectified. Hours went by. That evening, we were invited to celebrate Mass together, underneath the painted fragments of a scene of heaven and hell, saints and sinners, followed by a simple meal and a time of solitary meditation. The next day, as I made my way back down to the valley, I gazed at the surrounding hills stretching into the distance. The scenery spoke to me more than it had on the way up when my mind was still full of going, doing, achieving. I imagined water flowing through the dry riverbeds and cascading over precipices in thunderous glory. If rain came, it would truly be a wonder. It hadn't rained in four years. The terrain appeared devoid of life, but upon closer examination, all kinds of life could be seen on those steep slopes. Lichen, exquisite minute wildflowers, and the occasional desert dweller, all struggling to survive. Even when our lives seem as dry and barren as those hills, with not much happening on the surface, God is busy at work. As I reached the bottom of the hill, I determined to take a few minutes each day to make a temple of my heart. The art of meditation, I had learned, is not dependent on any place. It is the peace of heart and mind that are found by connecting with our Creator, regardless of the surroundings.
and Joni Meyer's song called Our Garden, all about that secret place that you need to find where you can spend time alone with the Lord. Next inspiration is some practical tips on how you can find that place. There is a quiet, clutter-free space in your home to which you can retreat for moments of prayer or quiet reflection. Or if you live in a moderate climate where you can sit outside in the quiet comfort of nature, you have a head start. The average home today is a hub of activity and noise, so finding a spot to spend a few peaceful minutes is a major challenge. Many people simply resign themselves to that situation but it takes a toll on their spirit. In such an atmosphere, it's easy to develop a dullness to the voice of God, because all that noise and confusion drowns him out. But if you can escape to a quiet, peaceful setting on a regular basis, and you use that time to connect with God, you will find your spiritual senses becoming sharper. You may not be able to soundproof a room, but at least try to find a corner that you can designate your quiet place where you can read, pray, and reflect with little or no disturbance. Make it comfortable. Have a good light for reading and stock it with a Bible, other devotional materials, and a notebook and pen for writing down points that come to you in your times of prayer and meditation. Find the best time in your daily routine to retreat to your quiet place and make it a habit. Turn off your phone and begin your quiet time by putting your problems and concerns in God's capable, loving hands. Enter into God's presence.
Can listen online or download your favorite nightlight shows, as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at Radioactive Productions. Visit our website today at radioact.org. A Life Above the Ordinary by Virginia Brandberg. The secret of drawing closer to God is prayer and communion with Him through meditating on His Word. But it's not just quickly opening your Bible. I'm sure that the failure of many Christians to gain much from meditation arises far more often from opening their Bibles too quickly than from shutting them too quickly. When opening your Bible, ask God to reveal to you the riches of what you're going to read. Your prayer can be very simple, such as, Holy Spirit, help me to get in touch with God. But it has to be a sincere cry from the heart, a real hungering and thirsting. You can't survive spiritually on just a few sips of the milk of the word on Sunday morning or an occasional nibble of a verse or two from the Bible. In order to grow morally and spiritually, you also need full meals. You need to chew on and assimilate the meat of God's word. That's how you can come to know the joys, the benefits, the comfort, the peace and rest that can be found in Jesus. And the closer the walk with him, the greater the revelations of his power and glory. Jesus wants you to have the things that he has to give. He wants to give you his best and he longs for you to have peace and rest and joy. He says, my peace I give to you and ask and you will receive so that your joy will be complete. He even desires for you to succeed in all that you do. He wants his children to have all this because he loves us. He wants you to draw closer to him so you'll know the life he comes to give, a life above the common, a life above the mediocre, a life above the ordinary. God is the strength of my heart and all I need forever.
to calm and soothe your soul. You're listening to Nightlight. And I hope you're enjoying the beautiful songs and the topic of today's program, which is meditative prayer or meditation. Well, time now for a spiritual exercise. Time for a spiritual exercise. The Sky at Night by Abby May. This is an exercise for the evening or night time, preferably on a clear night when the stars and moon are clearly visible. Outside is best, but if that isn't possible, anywhere with a view outside, a window will suffice. Gaze up at the vastness of the sky. Observe the stars twinkling in their uncountable millions at distances incomprehensible to our finite minds. Look at the moon, our nearest neighbor in the great expanse of space. Take your time. The vista before you is immense and worthy of your attention. The Lord, whose name is excellent, has set his glory in those heavens. So wrote David the psalmist. You are following his meditation. For he too sat and observed, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. When you look up at the stars, the moon, the great spread of the sky, do you feel small and insignificant? David seemed to feel the same, yet it is his next realization that merits our focus. He's speaking to the Lord when he asks, What is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. As small as you may feel, as insignificant as you may judge yourself to be in the great scope of the world and history, God thinks about you. He is mindful of you. The God who set the great creation into motion the same God knows the very hairs of your head. He knows your thoughts and plans. He knows your secret sorrows, just as he knows your wishes. You are not alone in the universe. God knows and loves you. And with this meditation on the all-encompassing, virtually incomprehensible love of God for you, one solitary individual. You can conclude, along with David, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Pointing the way for 
song there from Pethuel, a song simply called Stars. Well, the next inspiration is from the very latest edition of the Activated magazine, and it's written by Doreen Daniels. It's a little longer article, so we're going to split it in the middle with a song. It's called The Sound of Silence. My morning routine is a bit like this. My alarm goes off and I lie in bed a moment longer to pray for the day ahead. After getting up, I'll give my inbox a quick scan and then read or listen to something devotional and inspiring, sometimes distracted by my email or to-do list. Then I'll get dressed, eat breakfast, and then I'm off to work. My day is full of sounds and action. I'm listening, thinking, speaking, typing all day long. And when the day is over, I relax by reading or talking with a friend or watching something humorous. I even listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. Life is a constant mental processing. I'm receiving input and information and reacting and thinking all the time. I don't experience silence unless I carve out a space for it, which I try to do daily. For me, Meditation is taking time to still my mind, to be silent, to breathe deeply, to be grateful and reflective. It's not a time when I try to accomplish or achieve anything mentally. Meditation is something I'm naturally drawn to, and if I go for a few days without some form of meditation, I begin to feel it. I grew up in a large family of ten, with lots of bustle, excitement and noise. So from an early age, I sought out solitude and quiet. During my teen years, I would climb onto a small ledge adjoining our balcony that overlooked our garden and giant jackfruit tree. There I would read and write, 
or sometimes just sit and think. Lately, however, I've chosen to multitask my meditation with my exercise routine while running or walking, usually in a beautiful, peaceful place. I slip into meditation mode. The world is full of information, music, media, and distractions. There's so much that can take you away from thinking, like watching something lighthearted after an especially grueling day. And while activities that take your mind off the day or your troubles can be relaxing, the purity and beauty of meditation is that it not only relaxes you, but it can also energize you for the challenges of life. I once read that meditation is a bit like pouring liquid into a strainer. Sometimes you have to wait for a liquid to pass through the strainer slowly before you can add more. As we meditate and reflect on God's Word, it's as if those words and that information is being poured into our hearts and minds slowly, and its reach is thorough and deep. This allows His Word to get beneath the surface of our mind and seep into our hearts and there water the seeds of change and growth. Much like eating, our body needs time to digest and assimilate the nutrients from the food in order for us to benefit from it. Meditation on God's Word is like spiritually digesting what we read so that we can benefit from it fully. The Bible talks a lot about meditation, especially in the book of Psalms, as King David was obviously an avid meditator. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. I will meditate on all your works and consider your mighty deeds. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Here's something I read recently. Moses also knew a thing or two about getting alone with God. He had several million people sitting out in the middle of the desert waiting on him and tearing their hair out wondering, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to do? Where are we going? And what did Moses do? He climbed to the top of a mountain and stayed there alone with the Lord for 40 days. Jesus also had to take time away from the crowds and even away from his disciples and friends to commune with God, to receive the strength he needed to go forward and accomplish his purpose. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. In the morning, at the sunrise, in the moonlight of the midnight air, I remember walking lonely. I remember when you In my memories, as I wander through the passages of times gone by, I relive those empty moments when I didn't have you by my As I'm near you, 
to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. God says to us, be still and know that I am God, and in quietness and confidence is your strength. We have to take time to be quiet. 1 Thessalonians 4:11 says that we even need to study to be quiet. Maybe you've tried taking some quiet time with God, and the minute you're still and waiting, your mind gets hit with hundreds of thoughts, worries, or reminders. If that's the case, it may help to have some props to help you get into that restful mode. I found that music clears my mind, so I put together a playlist of songs that help me to do this. Each person is different, though, and you'll have to discover how you enjoy meditating and what works best for you right now. Just realize that those preferences or methods may change as you or your situation changes. For example, if sitting still and doing nothing makes you antsy, then you could try meditating while on a walk or a bike ride. Or if being outdoors doesn't do it for you, Find a cozy spot in your house or someplace else you enjoy being and take your quiet time there. It doesn't matter what you do or where you are when you're meditating. The idea is to take some time alone where it's just you and God. Don't put pressure on yourself to accomplish anything during this time or to experience any specific feelings. Just enjoy the quiet. Think on God's love and goodness and see what it does for you. Here's a meditation exercise you could try to help you get into that quiet mood. Imagine a scene of confusion, a noisy city in rush hour, with horns blaring, hundreds of people rushing along the sidewalks and crossing the streets, just general mayhem and confusion. But now, close the door on that scene and open another door that introduces you into a scene of fields, of grass and beautiful flowers, or a scene of undiscovered waterfalls where everything is lush and pure and clean, or a scene of towering majestic mountains with their snow-capped peaks where views are breathtaking and there's always a refreshing breeze. The world is here for you to enjoy to appreciate 
and to help you to connect with God. He is in all of the beautiful creation around you. And by appreciating it, you're appreciating Him. I think there's something magical about meditation. When I'm alone and silent with God, I feel Him nearer. Meditation helps to bring my mind and heart closer to God's. It gives me greater understanding of His Word and helps me align my perspectives with His and live my life as I believe He wants me to. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses Christy Gibson bringing us to the end of this special edition of Nightlight. Hope you've enjoyed it and that it's been a blessing to you. I look forward to being back with you next time for another inspiring show. God bless you.
Garden